Thanks for joining me today. I'm here with Heather Eichelberg with Allaire Homes, and we're going to talk about life and business. Heather, thank you for being with me today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is very exciting. It is exciting. So you and I have been friends for a long time. Yes, a long time when I think about it. Yeah. Because you know how I refer to that commercial that you may or may not have been in all those years ago. <laughs> You're referring to the <laughs> Boss commercial when my now 15-year-old was, oh, I don't know, maybe three or four months old. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Not to date you or anything. I mean, you still look great <laughs> yeah. today, but yes. Yeah. It's been a few years. So I have watched you grow in business and kind of segued uh, into some custom home building and, and representing a builder now. Um, but you and I met a couple of weeks ago, right when you had joined that company, and you were talking about... Uh, kind of the unbelievable opportunity. You know, your phone rang basically out of the blue. Literally, yes. Yes, Yes. and you were given the opportunity to start working for a company. Um, And your question kind of was in your mind, and what you described to me is a little bit unbelievable. Like, how did you get to this point that this opportunity landed on your plate? Absolutely. So without dating myself too terribly much, um, I started out about, gosh, it's been almost 20 years ago now, and I worked for a very well-known real estate company um, here in the Low Country for almost 14 years. So anything that came across the, I mean, I'm sorry, came out of the ground, came across my desk. So that could be down to the minutia of naming streets, um, getting permits and things from municipalities, um, you, you name it, I did it. Um, and then it came to a point in my career there where there was nowhere to go, there was nowhere to grow, and I don't sit still well, and I don't sit behind the desk well, and I had an opportunity to actually go and take that knowledge that I had gained on the development side of real estate and just focus it all on countertops. So I went to work for a local fabricator who just also happened to be my sister um, and learned everything there is to know about stone. Um, to the point where I walk in restaurants and bars and people's houses and and can identify what they've got going on there. Um, And we had a great run doing that. And then I had an opportunity to go and work for a stone wholesaler, which I did for a short little time. And like you were mentioning, I got a call out of the blue one day, sitting at my desk um, at the the job previous to this one. And uh, it was one of the builders that I had called on when I worked for my sister um, in an outside sales capacity. Mm -hmm. And he asked me, hey, what are you doing? I said, nothing. What are you doing? You know, kind of like, what a nice surprise. And he said, would you like to have coffee? I said, sounds great. So we had coffee. That was a Tuesday. We had coffee on Friday. And I literally had no idea what he wanted to talk to me about. But um, fortunately for me, it was the dream job that I never knew existed. That's what I tell people. And one thing that you had said to me was the persistence. Yes. That was a term that you used. And I think in, in business in general, but definitely as a fellow woman in business, um, persistence is kind of the name of the game, right? Absolutely, it is. It's, you, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. You can use that old analogy because yeah. that is definitely this kind of thing. So with this, so my new boss, um, as he is now, um, really a mentor, believe it or not, uh, because he's younger than me, that's why I say that. Um, but anyway, he said that he had had a, a layer come and actually do an assessment of his franchise because he has a, a long-term goal, I'm um, talking 10, 15, 20-year goal, for his company, and he had them come in and take a look at how he could make that move to where he wants to go for his future mm-hmm. goals. And he really had a vision that he needed somebody to come into an operational role. Well, when they did the assessment, they said, no, Michael, you as the owner need to just be the owner and run all this operation. 
operational things. You need somebody to come in and do the things that you're not comfortable with. Yeah. Getting in those people's faces repeatedly, professionally, politely. But it's just an area where he doesn't typically feel comfortable. So he said, as soon as they told me that, I immediately thought of you which first was a huge compliment, I mean, to somebody to call you out of the blue. And then we kind of chuckled because I said, well, you might know something about me being persistent. That's how I got your business in the first place. (laughs) And and he left. There might have been a bunt cake in there, too, with a little bribery, but that's how how we really struck up our relationship. And that's what, to your point, and I have leveraged myself in business through the use of other people that are better than me. When I first started thinking about a team, I thought, you know, I'm so busy that I don't have time to do everything and do it to the type A kind of, you know, yep. diligence that, yeah. you know, with exactness and um, just to the excellence that I really wanted to be accountable to. Um, and so I started looking for people that that were like me. Right. I missed the mark because really what I now know as I grow as a leader is I got to find people who their strengths are some of my weaknesses, right? That's exactly right. Just like you and Michael in business complement each other. He's got his strengths, you've got your strengths, and they don't necessarily uh, match, you know, but your values and your beliefs and your the way you want to operate the business and, and, the, and the idea of how the, to grow the business yes. is similar. Yes. Our, so. goals are, our, our goals are definitely aligned. And one thing that I will say about Alaire is that they really invest in their people mm-hmm. to learn how they think, learn how they process information, how they share ideas. Um, and you don't really think too much about that on the front side, but as the owner-operator, he tells me that it really helps him understand why I do the things I do in the yeah. order that I do them. Um, so it's very interesting, and, and it's all about the work-life balance and how we can elevate each other. Yes, yes. Well, let's talk about custom home building for a minute, because in, from a real estate standpoint, I get a lot of people who are interested in custom building or large-scale renovations but the whole idea scares them a little, right? They don't know who to turn to or where to start. So give me briefly just an idea. If somebody, if a client were to come to you today, if I were to refer somebody to a lair, uh, Homes, and they, they wanted to start just brainstorming with you, what would, what would the process look like? Sure, sure. So everything is a little bit different because as a custom home builder and remodeler, everything is going to be curtailed to that particular individual, their family, their lifestyle, their, their long-term goals for their home. Um, one thing that a layer does that's a little bit different, I think, than most general contractors or a handyman service that you might call on is we are very into the planning portion of it. And by that, I mean, we come, you, let's say you call us, you want to remodel your bathroom. So we come over, we take a look at your bathroom. We ask you, what is your vision? You know, what do you want? What color schemes? We ask a lot of questions. We sort of evaluate the space. Mm-hmm. And based on our previous experience, we're able to put together what we call a project feasibility overview. And what that does is that gives you a high, low, end range. It's not just a solid quote that we email over to you. We put it together based on our feedback from you, and then we come back and present it to you as a project. We like to look at it as we are your trusted advisor. We kind of speak on your behalf, look out for you. That's why we are accountable to all of our subtrades 
Anything that is ordered and purchased through us is warrantied through us. So in that process of planning, um, there is a cost associated with it. And sometimes people can be the least bit skeptical, but once they really get to understand why we do that, it makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. Because in all of the planning, what you're really doing is mitigating as much risk as possible. We get to understand that you want, you know, two sinks and a bathtub and no shower and, and that sort of thing and, and really dial into exactly what you want and you need for your home. Um, so that's what sets us apart a little bit. So once we go through planning, we come back and we propose like, okay, this is your final budget. Like we're really kind of have nailed it down, getting gotten to exactly where we want to be. And at that point, you can either say yay or nay. So what people don't understand that I think is really crucial, if you pick a contractor and they quote you X dollars and you say, great, go ahead, but you don't do that planning and they open up a wall or they pull up your floor and, and there's mold or there's termite damage or anything like that, you haven't planned and so you're not expecting this additional cost. And, and maybe it's $200, maybe it's $20,000, but the planning portion of what we do really makes a difference. One thing that you said early on was what the long-term vision is. And that's where it is time-consuming up front for that planning process and where your expertise and where Michael's expertise can really play in. Because there's a lot of contractors that might be able to execute a project. There are yes. few that really have the the to be able to counsel somebody that's right. to get to that vision to then implement it. That's exactly right. So people, you know, have, they watch HGTV. Who doesn't watch HGTV? I, listen, I have a love-hate relationship. <laughs> exactly. People always, get off course here for just a moment. <laughs> people always say, what's your favorite show on HGTV? Listen, I do this for a living. I don't have to be entertained by television That's exactly to right. get into That's to exactly houses. Right. And they'll say, oh, I saw XYZ and I love this. And I'm like, uh, I love all those things too. Let's come back to reality. Yeah, 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 we're not we're not in Hollywood with all the cameras and the glam. That's right, and unlimited budgets. Exactly. And, exactly. Yeah. So, well, let's um, let's shake it up a little bit and talk about you personally because you're a longtime resident of Somerville. Yes. Yeah, born and raised in this area. Mm -hmm. Family's um, very invested in this area. I know your mom. I know your dad. I know your sister. Mm -hmm. um, and y'all have had a strong presence in Somerville, Dorchester County for your whole life. a long time, yeah. We moved here in 85 when I was 10. So, yeah, I just dated myself, but that's okay. But what I like to laugh about is when I went to school here, there was one high school. Dorchester Road was two lanes, and Berlin oh, G. Wow. Myers did not exist. So to see the growth and how Somerville has really grown up and out, it's, you know, you should be just kind of think of the downtown area, the Garens, the, mm -hmm. the square, Hutchison Square over there, but now it's so much more than that. I mean, between Nexton and Cane Bay and Volvo and just all those things, we're just, we're going to run out of room eventually. So there's two sides to every fence, mm -hmm. right? And some people don't like to see growth. Some do. Which side of the fence are you on? Oh, I'm all about growth. Yeah. With, without growth, you, there's no return on your investment. There's no, you know. It makes a community. Yes. It makes a community. Like yes. the people here that are finding livelihood and giving back to support the community, th that's what it's about. That That's the side of the fence I'm on, too. That's I right. love seeing growth, responsible growth. Responsible but, growth, absolutely. Um, absolutely. What would be something, and I'm putting you on the spot here, what would be one thing, maybe two things that you would say um, are the biggest changes in Somerville from let's say 85 when you moved here <laughs> and to today. 
really just the roads and the infrastructure and how you get from point A to point B. I mean, there used to be kind of one way in and one way out. And now, I mean, I could sit here and tell you six different ways I could go home from this point kind of thing. That would probably be number one. And I think I just continue to be amazed at the general population growth. I mean, not just the homes and the apartments and the storage facilities and the new retail things, but just the number of people that come to this city on a a daily basis. I mean, Mm -hmm. it really surprised you if you get down into those statistics. So they say that um, the net number of people that Charleston, Metro Charleston gain each day is 33. Wow. 33. Now that's people, you know, that's accounting for the people that are leaving Mm -hmm. or death or whatever, you know, and also the people that are migrating to this area. So we're a net gain of 33 people per day, but we can see why. There's a huge level of um, economy, you know, that Mm -hmm. support that growth um, and climate. And I get a lot of people that come here for political reasons. They're, you know, it doesn't matter what side you fence your own on that one. It's just a good, it's a good environment for people of all ages to to come to, whether it's young and they're looking for the hip life, you know, down Mm -hmm. in Charleston, which Mm -hmm. is where I lived when I first moved to Charleston was downtown, um, right there on Meeting Street and then up by the Citadel for several years. And I loved that lifestyle when I was young. And there's a lot of people that are down there. Or when I started looking at, okay, I want to raise a family. Where am I going to live? Well, I'm live right in the heart of Somerville. Oh, and you did. And I did. You yeah, did. Yeah. You sure did. And I still do. Yeah. And I love it here. This, I opened this Keller Williams office or helped to open this because I love to work where I live. I yeah, want, I was, I was I want to keep my, t- my circle very tight. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, even just the things that we've talked about recently that, that you have going on with like the tree lighting coming up. And we had a mm-hmm. great event this past week um, with our builders and brews and things. But I just think it's so neat to see how like-minded people can come together, share their visions, collaborate with one another, and just both be equally successful. Um, We've kind of adopted the uh, philosophy of collaboration over competition because it's it's all the two heads are better than one. I can sit here, you know, and throw out analogies uh, until we're blue in the face, but there really is something to be said about that. There is. There is. And um, that's, I appreciate you coming on the show. You and I are very like-minded and we certainly like to collaborate and um, share business amongst each other. Mm -hmm. And I love just your vision for where Alaire is going and um, looking forward to being able to work with you in the future. Yes. I I can't wait to see what we can come up with. I I think it's going to be big. All All right. Well, thanks for being with me today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You bet. Ronnie, thank you so much for having me today. It's really been a pleasure. I'm excited about our visions. And I just want to remind everybody that with Alaire Homes, living better starts here. I'll catch you next week.